We're good. Do I need it? Okay. Since we're just uh, kind of a small number and intimate, uh, are there prayer concerns that we have in our lives, uh, in our churches, uh, things that you might want to, other brothers and sisters in the body of Christ to, to be in prayer for today? Anybody? There's a young man, uh, 31 years old, from a previous church that uh, passed away the other day. His wife is a month away from delivering their first child. And his name is Andrew uh, Rose from Franklin County. And uh, just remember uh, that that family in our prayers uh, as they go through this uh, very unexpected tragedy. Uh, Andrew was a man who young man who was in our youth group when I was in Winchester and he uh, has had an interesting life but uh, at the you know for several years now has uh, been on the right path and you, sometimes we don't understand why these things uh, may have happened but uh, we trust God to provide for family as, as a twin sister uh, and an older brother and then his wife and to be child, as well as uh, mom and dad, and a whole lot of friends. So, are there other concerns? All right, let's pray. Lord, we know that in the, in the midst of life, sometimes there are struggles, and I just pray for the Rose family and for all who are connected with that. Pray for the uh, family that you would give them your peace, and that uh, you would give them uh, direction. Uh, as they go through these difficult days. May they feel your presence in Christ's name. Amen. I think the assigned topic was uh, something about uh, Simon Peter and his uh, denial, and I want to share with that. I I don't really have a particular verse, chapter and verse of Scripture. Uh, What I want to do for a few moments is just to kind of go through uh, Simon Peter's life. I don't know about you, but he's one of my favorite characters uh, in the Scripture because uh, I think I identify with him a lot um, as my life experience um, has been somewhat similar. I see myself in him a lot. But as you look at Matthew's Gospel, come on in. As you look at Matthew's gospel, one of the things that was interesting is that uh, in chapter 8, verse 14, uh, you know Simon Peter um, knows that, that Jesus loves him and, and Jesus loves Simon Peter. And he went to the fact that uh, Matthew, Luke tells, Matthew tells us, I'm sorry, that uh, there was a day that came when, Matthew, when uh, Simon Peter's mother was sick. 
and Jesus healed her. Now, that may be the, the source of a lot of mother-in-law jokes, I don't know, but, uh, you know, when, when he healed his mother-in-law, there's an old Methodist joke that talks about when the new preacher got to town, and this was back in the day where they had three or four different churches on the same circuit, and uh, the new preacher would go to the new churches, and he would preach all day long, uh, three or four sermons at three or four different churches. That particular night, the train was coming through town, and uh, the undertaker met the train to get a, a body off the train, and someone asked, well, who was that? Who is that that's died? And the answer came back, well, it's probably Peter's mother-in-law. She's been sick all day. Uh, so, uh, old Methodist joke there. But anyway, as we look at, uh, at Simon Peter, we see where Jesus uh, cared for for his family, even healing his mother-in-law. Jesus called him out of his boat. And sometimes we have to realize that uh, God is calling us, Jesus is calling us to get out of our boats too. Where are those things that may confine us? So he was not only called from his boat as a fisherman, but he was called out of his boat to walk on water. Peter was not always the sharpest knife in the drawer. He didn't always understand, and I think that's where I kind of pick up my identity with him because in one of the parables in Matthew's gospel, uh, the writer just tells us that uh, Jesus said, or Simon Peter said, would you just explain this to me? And sometimes uh, in our lives, I don't understand things that I think God is doing, so my prayer is the prayer that uh, that Simon Peter had. God, why don't you just explain this to me? So you see how I can kind of identify with uh, Simon Peter. He was never afraid, though, to speak his mind. When Jesus has asked, who do people say that I am? And they gave him the answer. Then Jesus said, well, who do you say that I am? And it was one of those times when Peter got it right. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. He was never afraid to speak his mind. Another, now, he didn't always get it right, but he was never afraid to speak his mind because the time came when Jesus was going to wash, you remember, he was going to wash the feet of the disciples. And lo and behold, Peter said, Not me, Lord. Uh uh-uh. uh. And I, I don't know. In your tradition, in your faith tradition, I don't know if that's practiced or not. I know of the few times that I have uh, practiced what that, if we can call it a sacrament, a sacred moment, a special moment, uh, how humbling that has been. Uh, and I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm a lot more comfortable washing somebody else's feet than I am to allow somebody to wash my feet. I don't know what that says. But I know that when Simon Peter objected, Lord, you're not going to do that for me, uh, Randy Brown would have probably done the same thing. But you see, he was never afraid to speak his mind. But then Jesus said to him, you know, if I don't wash you, then you have no part of me. And what did he do? He instantly turned uh, his emotions around and said to the Lord, not just my feet, but wash all of me. 
Here's the kind of guy we're talking about today. He was the kind of guy who not only was not afraid to speak up, he was not afraid to take charge. You remember he took his sword and slashed off the ear of of the soldier. And can't you just imagine how Jesus, he just had to just scratch his head and wonder, what in the world was Peter thinking? And then the the miracle of putting the, the ear back on the the soldier's uh, ear back on in place. Still, even to the end, Jesus was cleaning up a mess that Simon Peter had made. Wasn't afraid to speak his mind. Even when Jesus told him what was going to happen and that all the people would run away and leave and deny and betray. And Jesus said, Lord, they may do that, but I'm not going to do that. He told him, he said, before the rooster crows three times, you will deny me. And then he objected again. And Jesus, in his most stern word to Simon Peter, called him a name. He said, get behind me, Satan. Not the kind of name that you want coming from Jesus towards you. In other words, Satan would interfere or try to interfere with what God's will was. And Jesus says, don't, don't join sides with the enemy. This is what, something I have to do. And he, asked, he wasn't afraid to ask questions. He said, Lord, what about this thing called forgiveness? And Jesus answered, you must forgive 70 times 7. He also was inquisitive because the time came when they were at the supper and Jesus said, one of you is going to betray me. Well, who was it? It was Simon Peter who told the person sitting next to him, ask him who it is. Ask him who it is. Always inquisitive, always wanting to know. He would profess undying loyalty. Lord, even if I have to die, I'm not going to betray you. I'm not going to go away like everybody else will. And then later in that chapter in Luke's gospel where he has pledged his undying loyalty, later in that very chapter, we're told where he was with James and John and they went to sleep. He went from undying loyalty to falling asleep. And he went from there to a denial. And he went from there to weeping. Because he knew that he had denied his Lord as Jesus had foretold. It's interesting that in Mark 14, talking about that experience, the writer tells us that uh, Simon Peter followed from a distance, but yet he warmed himself by the fire. Sometimes we follow from a distance. Sometimes we don't want to be center stage. We just want to kind of see what's going to happen identify with Simon Peter do you feel his pain do you identify with him because in my life and probably in yours 
there have been high moments. High moments when I am just so in touch and in tune and walking with the Lord that I think nothing's going to be able to separate us. And then in the next moment, I feel so weak. And when I feel challenged, I blow it. And sometimes even to the point of denial, like Simon Peter did. Now, for some folks who have beaten Simon Peter up through the years, beaten him up for his failures, for his humanity, it doesn't end there. And that's the good news. It does not end there. After Peter heard from the women who had gathered at the tomb that morning, he ran. Now, you know in John's gospel, John wants us to think uh, and to know. John said, we, we took off running. He said, I got there first. John wanted to, us to know that he got there first. But something else tells us that in that same verse or in that same section of verses, what does it say? John stood outside. Peter went in. Peter went in. And I think that's a very fitting thing. Uh, it kind of goes with his personality. So he goes from all of these high moments to he goes to low moments of denial to he goes to despairing moments where he realized what he had done. But then that morning when Jesus was resurrected, he was one of the first ones in there. He wanted to make sure. Then after that, the scripture says when Jesus appeared to the disciples or to the, to the few there, what did he say? Go and tell my disciples and Peter. He wanted to make sure that Peter knew that he was resurrected. What must it have felt like to have the risen Christ call your name and say, make sure you tell Peter. Make sure you tell Randy. Make sure. He wants us to know. He wants us to know that he is resurrected. A few days later was even a, a more fitting story in my mind. He was with Jesus, and Jesus said, Peter, I got a question. What's your question, Lord? I'm usually the one asking the questions. Well, my question is this. Do you love me? Well, Lord, you know I do. Then he asked him a second time, do you love me? Then he asked him a third time, do you love me? And I don't know about you, but, but when somebody asks me the same question three times, don't you get a little aggravated? And he said, Lord, you know I love you. 
He said, then feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. That's what Jesus wants us to, to answer for him. Do you love me? I know you've blown it. I know you've messed up. But I'm giving you a chance to redeem and to be redeemed. And the way that redemption takes place is to answer not just by our words but by our actions. Yes, Lord, we love you. Then feed my sheep. Take care of my flock. Do the things that are important to me. So I don't know about you, but I, I pretty much identify with Simon Peter. And even in the failures, when the failures are behind us, he redeems us. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for the example that we have in the scriptures of Simon Peter. Thank you for the example that uh, we don't have to always get it right. We don't have to always uh, say the perfect things. And even when we blow it, you're there to restore us. And Lord, help us to love you and to let that love for you show throughout our lives just as it did in Simon Peter's life as he went forth from that examination that your son gave him to love the sheep that you placed in his responsibility. Now, Lord, let us do the very same thing. In Jesus' name, amen. remains and should I stumble again I'm caught in your grace everlasting your light will shine when all else fades never ending your glory goes beyond all fame in my heart and my soul Lord I give you control Consume me from the inside out, Lord. Let justice and praise become my embrace to love you from the inside out. Your will above all else, my purpose remains art of losing myself and bringing you praise everlasting your light will shine when all else fades 
never ending your glory goes beyond all fame in my heart and my soul lord i give you control consume me from the inside out lord let justice and praise become my embrace to love you from the inside out everlasting your light will shine when all else fades never ending your glory goes beyond all fame and the cry of our heart is to bring you praise from the inside out of my soul cries out in my heart and my soul Lord I give you control consume me from the inside out Lord let justice and praise become my embrace to love you from the inside out everlasting your light will shine when all else fades never ending your glory goes beyond all fame and the cry of our heart is to bring you praise from the inside out Lord my soul cries out from the inside out Lord my soul cries out
washed away. And hallelujah, grace like rain falls down on me. And hallelujah, all my stains are washed away. They're washed away. Lord, again, we thank you for allowing us to gather for these moments of worship and reflection. And uh, we've been blessed and we thank you. We ask that now as we prepare to uh, partake of food that's been prepared, that you would uh, nurse it to our bodies, that you'd bless those who prepared it. And uh, Lord, uh, fill us with your power for your service in Christ's name. Amen.